I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. We got a house full of folks here today. We got a little a beauty of, of a studio audience. We got some viewers today. Why is that? Huh? Why do we have a studio? Well, because we got a guest coming on later, oh. and everybody's excited about our guest, so that's why everybody's here. If it's just us, nobody. I've never met. If this. it's just us, it's this. Yep. Speaking of Zach, <laughs> has anyone seen him? Zach is heard? MIA. He's gone. He's he's in parts unknown. He could be out west. That's that was the the word I heard from the on the street. So maybe our treasure hunting show inspired him to go look for treasure. So that there's a this is our new button which we introduced last time. It takes two. That's breaking news. And so there was breaking news because your Christmas special has finally aired this week. It's been well received. That I, people I, are loving it. They are. It's amazing when you focus on Jesus, good things happen. So, you know, we had this cliffhanger that I left, and now the people that have watched this have now realized that my lovely wife, with the aid of Jessica, pulled it off. She they, did it. They went in, Phil. Here was the plan. Because you you got to remember, when you make these shows, they're like, well, y'all do Christmas. And they're like, what are some of your Christmas traditions? And I said, well, one of the things that we do is we eat, we have like a Louisiana Christmas with seafood. Which we've almost outgrown now because we've got so many people to feed, and especially Willie's Wing they eat so much. I don't know that we can cook enough shrimp to supply our family now. This is this has turned into quite the operation. Dad, I mean, you're going to break your back again if you stand there trying to fry shrimp for this particular group of people. It can be done, but <laughs> it'd take a while. So I told the TV people, because I was in that weird world of, you know, because our show's unscripted. We just do what we do. But I said, look. If you can talk my wife into trying some famous dish that my mom has cooked where she's going to cook it, that'd be awesome because she's not going to want to do it. But if it turns out bad, that that is the show. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, oh, babe, this is great, if it's terrible. If it's terrible, it's terrible. Cause, you know, you because, you know, Because of the code. Well, right. The TV people, though, they want a warm, fuzzy, happy ending. But guess what? Sometimes in life, the food that you prepared was a bust. <laughs> and our cut, the Robertson Code that we were taught by you, Dad, was never compliment bad cooking or you'll eat it the rest we of your life. We weren't taught that. We were brainwashed. Well, it was a code. It was, And we still live by it. Just like you don't tell another Robertson what to do. That was the unspoken code. I mean, you got to remember the first two years of our marriage— I was trying to figure out how I was going to get as good as my parents in cooking because I'd pretty much disqualified Missy from being a part of this. I mean, I was like, this is not going to work. And so, you know, I had the, it was, it was bumpy is an understatement. But, and I've told the, the famous story, you know, three or four days into the, the marriage, if you hadn't heard it. She calls my mom, and she's like, how long do I boil this egg before it gets soft? Because I'm a couple hours into this, and it's just as hard as it was when I put it in the pan. This is where we started. 
And she reminded me of that, and I said, ignorance is a dangerous thing. <laughs> My mom said, baby, that it has a shell on it. It's ready. It's been ready. <laughs> you got to take that shell off if you want to get Anyway, but I will say that in the last 30-some-odd years, my wife, she she has become a great cook, not yep, just a good cook. She is fantastic. Yep. And even though, you know, I had to repent because I didn't believe in her. I mean, I just thought, no way, not going to happen. So uh, she did it, her and Jessica, no trick photography. You know, they just, now they did call Miss Kay and get, because, you know, Miss Kay's recipes She's she has a lot of wiggle room yeah. in, in that. I mean, because right. her memory is not what it once was, and so there were a couple of additions that they because it didn't look right at first. But I have to admit, it was as fine, if not better, than any crawfish pie I've ever eaten in my life. Hmm. And they cooked two of them, and in real time, we ate every every crumb of those two. Crawfish pies, which should have told you. Well, the episode is making me feel better because Jessica and Jeff are actually hosting Christmas this year. And so I was a little worried about it. And I was going to see how this all turned out to see what my Christmas plans were. Well, exactly. With any cooking skill, it's like you have to have validation. Yep. So they pulled it off once. It might have been a Christmas miracle. (laughs) But I will have to admit, it was the tension was there. It was present. Because she knew. She's like, if this is a bust, it's going to be on national TV. And it all came from just, you know, the time Phil made a point that he, in his opinion, Kay had ruined Christmas by cooking the <laughs> shrimp too long, which happened 25 years ago. But you remember that story Phil? that lived out? Remember the, when the, the shrimp kind of, they came out all in a big <laughs> For you listening, Phil's winking. He's winking. We just, we just sort of, we just shoveled off that group of individuals on frying shrimp. They, yeah. That y'all are officially forevermore done on that. Somebody else will take over. So, yeah, we got past it. We got past it. So it was a happy ending. Uh, you well, know, Christmas start with saved. four people. You, you came next. Willie and Jep. Yep. They found women and married them. Yeah. The married women. <laughs> you make it sound like we were just children. kind of wandering around. We found What them. I'm saying is, we started with, you know, four individuals, five individuals, one I didn't know about. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, a surprise. Well, yeah. Jep was actually a surprise, too. Yeah. So it's. Last so, I so heard, I mean, that you're, there was going to be no more babies. I mean, y'all didn't go into the details. See, the kin folks now, the close kin, are at least fifty. Well, you know, 50, uh, it's more like sixty. Well, fifty to to sixty. <laughs> yeah. So you got that, and but that's you just say it real quick. But that's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. It's a lot of mouths. <laughs> a lot of mouths to feed. That. It's a, you know that your that's kingdom why has expanded. One of these, uh, they told me this morning. Somebody did. I think it was you. Uh, some of the Kentucky fried chicken, then you got this fried chicken, that fried chicken. Well, they they now are turning about $50 billion a year. Oh, no, I was talking about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Kentucky fried, I'm not sure about Kentucky fried chicken, but Chick-fil-A is in the billions, yes. 
multi-billions of... That's but that's a, Jesus' That's chicken. a lot of chicken. I mean, that's... Which that's, is, that's sanctioned by the Lord himself, so that's why. I love it. I mean, I, every speech. We eat it every, before every podcast. Every speech I give, because these people talking about millions of years, ice ages, meteorites, and, you know, there were dinosaurs running all around, and then you look up after all that, and you're on your porch, and there's the chicken. <laughs> he made it. Made it through the whole made thing. Made it through the whole thing. It. You tell me there's not a God? How'd the chicken make it? Everything's after him. They're eating them by the millions. How did he make it? And all the things you can do when they drop one out. An egg. They're rear end. You say, yeah, that's what you call an egg. <laughs> it has some parts. Egg yolk, egg white, shell. I mean, the chicken is a, a he's a delightful young thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you think for we need that visual <laughs> graphic illustration of well think about the first guy that ate the egg what was he thinking because I mean the thing came out of the chicken's butt and you're thinking you know that may be good <sighs> and somebody somebody went in somebody dove oh, in I could say times were hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> you reckon we can eat that <laughs> uh, you could say that about a lot of things in Louisiana I mean, that's right. how the gumbo was established. Well, that's right. The gumbo, the slum gullion, Dan. Yeah, you don't say what's in the gumbo, what's not in it. I think I've eaten a gumbo with everything you can possibly imagine yeah. in it. Yeah, you put enough garlic in any, the Cajuns are right. You put enough garlic in anything, it's good. All right, so I'm I'm super excited. we got a guest here today, and uh, we're about to bring him on. And so that's why we have a studio audience. And he's a comedian. He's a comedian. Just he's crazy. A, he's a humorist, and so we're, we're going to get his thoughts on uh, on life and, uh, and everything uh, going on in his world. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll introduce our guest. It's kind of uh, end of year. People are thinking about next year, things they, they want to do, and I see a lot of... Uh, ads out there going on for uh, phones and phone services uh, but uh, one of the our sponsors Patriot Mobile uh, for more than 10 years Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider uh, they stand behind their values which are our values and we love that uh, they're an example of putting the cause ahead of profits and that's why we partner with them they're extending their Black Friday deal to every Friday matters deal which I like uh, you get a free smartphone when you switch today. They offer dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means that you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without having to fund things that you don't believe in. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, as well as our veterans and first responders. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team that makes switching easy. You get to keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, you get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code FRIDAY76. So again, you get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join us and make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash phil, or call them at 972-PATRIOT. Welcome back to Unashamed. We have a very special guest. John Chris is on with us. Welcome, oh, yeah. John. The only guy without a Bible. 
<laughs> Can you at least give me something up from up there? I just, I got nothing. A lot yeah. of them come and don't have theirs, but they leave with them. Phil's <laughs> <All right. laughs> got a plan. He's got a yeah. plan. We do this on purpose. Let him out without a Bible. We'll, we'll, we'll convince him by the end. So that's why Phyllis came today because she, when she heard you were coming, she's oh, a yeah. huge fan, yeah. my sister. And so she said, "Could I sit in?" And I'm like, "Well, sure." We so she's never been here before. Oh no, she's that doesn't make you. She doesn't come at all unless (laughs) someone here is already. I myself with you and David, you you showing up. I don't have one of the little black boxes y'all carry. Oh yeah, it's called a phone. Little black box. You don't have one. Yeah, yeah. Takes a while for me to get to know you. He's actually leading a movement to try to get back the landline. I get I get on board with that. Yeah, he's well, back st- to the landline. We still still don't know if the internet's going to catch on. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's popular, but let's let's some of the stuff <laughs> I give hear that dribbles down to me. I hear what people are saying they're going to do or what they are doing, and some of that stuff I'm like, I don't think so. No. Nah. Well, my family's like uh, my extended family is Amish. Oh, okay. So they don't have. Anything. Oh, that's true. And whenever we go around them for like family Christmas and stuff, we're like, I, look, we're happier than them because we got all the stuff, but they're, that's we're all depressed and we got all the stuff. <laughs> they, they're, they're winning. That's right. <laughs> if you look yeah. at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like that. It's like that. I mean, like, and what was ironic, John, is that dad, so after the show ends, the first person who gets a new show, and it's a digital show, plays, is dad in the woods with Phil. And so the the very guy who's like, black box, I don't know what it is, it's like he's out there with the new show. So Well, that's interesting about the Amish. You know, I did an event a couple years ago, and I think Y'all went. Yeah, yeah we did it this last year. So, so the greatest you, people I've you'll ever appreciate met. this. How did you say I did an event a couple of years and y'all went and they both knew exactly what you were talking about? <laughs> what do you mean you did an event a couple of years ago? And they're Look, like, oh, yeah. The Amish described <laughs> nothing of it. And they go, oh, yeah. I because that. this is a redneck mind. That's how it works. We're, we're like a hive mind. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. when you do an event for about 1,500 Amish people, it's, oh. it stands out in your mind. Oh, you remember yeah. this. And we he were, rode in on a John Deere tractor. I, yeah, I rode in on a John Deere tractor. That's like me coming in here without a Bible. You riding into an Amish event on a tractor. <laughs> that's, right. that's what happened. That's what happened. Out of here. And so I get, well, when they introduce me, because it was, you know, primitive. Like you, oh, said, yeah. they, these are primitive people. Mm-hmm. That, well, they all clapped, yeah. and uh, it hit me in that moment because I wasn't sure what I was going to say. So I just said this. I said, "So the fact that everyone clapped because they introduced me as Jace Robertson, a star of Duck Dynasty." Mm-hmm. And I said, "The fact that everybody clapped." means this idea of we don't have TVs, somebody's lying. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's not telling the truth. And look, they all laughed. They did? Yes. Yeah. And so I later found out. So y'all know who, yeah. Yeah. I later found out that during our show, they would rent hotel rooms and go in and have watch parties in the hotel room. And so, you know, people cried. They were confronted. I don't know how it all worked out. I left. It was chaos. I would say on the scale of people renting hotel rooms, that's probably the 
<laughs> nicest thing anyone's ever done. That's you know, I, I felt the same. <laughs> I snuck away. I didn't I snuck away my, to watch Duck. <laughs> I didn't tell my parents. I snuck away, rented a hotel, <laughs> and they busted in. He was watching Duck Dynasty. <laughs> That's like an episode of a show. <laughs> this is it's good. Secretive. Yeah. He's checking into the hotel with a mustache and glasses on. Like I can't let anybody know. Yeah. So let me back up because I've already embarrassed myself because they said we had a guest on oh, yeah. and they sent me a video, and when I watched it. It was not you. That's so not uh, I was prepared to talk to someone else because I thought, man, you, you've shaved. So I, uh, I, I who met. Who was it? Uh, what was his name? His name was Jared. Oh. But here's the, here was the funny thing, John. So I sent Jace, I sent an email that said this guy, and I, his email was there, said he, he wanted to come back on our podcast. Oh, yeah. So I said, I don't remember. Does anybody remember this guy? Because I don't remember him being on the podcast. That was right. the question. And, oh. and then somebody else sent a video, Maddie. Jace mm-hmm. watches the video. Well, he, somehow he thinks that's our guest today. I don't know how he oh, made that leap. That's how. Yeah. It's Blondie's that's, fault. It's Blondie's fault. It's a sign that we've done too many podcasts. Uh, well, I, I should say this is the only podcast I've ever done that no one on the podcast requested me to be on it. <laughs> Nor did you know I was on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just kind of up. I'm, I'm coming on a podcast. I'm introducing myself. Hey, guys. How are you, how you doing? My name's John. You're like, oh, nice to meet you, too. This so, must be done by the PR people. They would go, hey, he's Christian. Y'all are Christian. I was in Baton Rouge last night. They go, let's. That's what happens together. together. So I saw you, and you didn't look like Jarrett. And I, I thought. Like well, so in in that moment, because I thought, man, he's really shaved. Because the guy Jarrett, he had a beard that was four foot long. Yeah. Oh. And so I didn't want to say from Indiana. That's oh, yeah. what Jay said. Yeah, our guest today is from Indiana. I said, no, he's from Georgia. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was so we, it was like an abac. So that's what happened. Confusing. So yeah. so I didn't want to say, oh, you cut your beard, because in our parts, yeah. that's kind of a something you shouldn't say because it's kind of a premeditated thing that's frowned yeah. upon. Cutting your beard. So I noticed your hair, and I, I asked you, I was like, how'd you get your hair to do that? Oh, yeah. And then I remember that it's a 40-minute trek down here. Yeah. And I thought, you must have had your head outside the window. Check it out. That's yeah, outside the window, all the way down here. Well, because yeah. I, I rode on a horse and buggy, so we don't really have windows. Yeah. He went back to his Amish. Yeah. Tell us, roots. tell tell them what you did see coming out here. Because oh, well, I was like, okay, because we passed the. I mean, I'm in staying in West Monroe or Monroe, whichever. Which one am I staying in? You're in West Monroe. Okay, so we passed the the Duck Dynasty store. Yeah, Duck, I go. Well, oh. it's technically Duck Commander. I go. Oh, there we are. And they go. She goes. Now we're <laughs> we're still going because I saw in my itinerary it took like forty minutes to get there. Yeah. I go, I go. Well, this is the middle of nowhere. It's more middle of nowhere than this. <laughs> At what point did you think this was some kind of weird kidnapping? Yeah, or? about thirty minutes in, <laughs> and then we start to see it, and then it's no one's around for a while, and then we're just riding in the car together, and I see up ahead, it's like I couldn't tell what it was. There was a, it was. It seemed like it's seen from The Shining, and there was yeah. three guys standing out like beside the truck. And I go, "Oh, this is how it ends. Yeah, this is how it ends for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, middle no, no one. There's no witnesses, by the way, that could be around for this crime. And we get closer, and it's three inmates. Yeah, standing beside a truck smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and what was most alarming to me is no, she wasn't like. This is concerning. <laughs> She's like, oh, this is regular. I go, this, if one of them would have walked in the middle of the street, stopped us, 
It's over. Yeah. It's and then now there's we're on, nothing to do. No, yeah. now we're on the episode of first forty eight. Like when did they see him last? Yeah. So you know, is the guys picking up the trash? Oh, yeah. Well, because people <laughs> come out to these parts to dump their trash because there's no one here. Okay, and so, so they just then throw it out. They let well, them out of their sails and take them to the well, country. Well, so the government said there's people going out to where no one, they think no one lives out here. Because okay. you have to keep going as you, yeah. you see. And then all of a sudden, civilization pops up. Phil started that. Yeah. So then they think, well, let's send the inmates to go clean okay. it up because yeah. they can't escape because there's nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Yeah. You see them run away for three days. That's basically yeah. how this works. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. You should have you should have known by all the signs that you yeah. passed that has multiple bullet holes. In I them. did see a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and some truck. Well, I feel like it's one of those streets that if someone a car that they haven't seen drives down, there's some, you know, like in Training Day, there's some like when you when the cops come, <laughs> there's like there's a clapping and everybody kind of that's kind of like code. I feel like there's that. Well, there's here. a guy. Let's uh, let's take another break. There's a guy that lives down here that you passed his uh, empire. It's kind of like a Sanford and Son. It's kind of a, he's kind of a redneck Sanford and Son. But empire in quotes. But empire, but, yeah. And uh, he his he told Dad that his goal in life was to be because he has a travel trailer. Yeah. Uh, that he has there next to his house that he can get out with, with one phone call from up the street or up yeah. the road. He can be out of here in twenty minutes. Everything he owns, gone. <sighs> So yeah. that's his that's his getaway plan yeah. is a twenty minute. Isn't that what he told you, Dad? Was yep, pretty well. Twenty minutes. Twenty minute plan. What kind of stuff is he grabbing? I think whatever he's sleeping on. <laughs> that's it. He just he's not a thief. He just borrows a lot of stuff and forgets <laughs> to take them back. <laughs> he just permanently borrows a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of dad stuff is there. So that's that's yeah. That's I had to get my chains off. I tell you what, though, that fellow like that, a lot of people mistake him. As far as fixing things, the other day, commode, it, it, it wouldn't stop flowing water. I, got, I said, call. Most people call, call a plumber. I said, call, <laughs> call old Red up. He calls Red. Red, commode. We got a commode that flush won't work. He said, Phil said, can you fix it? 20 bucks. He said, I'll be there in a minute. 20 bucks. So he pulls up, he fixes it in about 10 minutes. $20 change at hand. It's a great way to live, man. <laughs> well, Phil, you yeah. got a deal on that. That's a pretty good a deal. Good deal. Because you can add a zero if you do that uptown. I'm going to yep. go ahead and go out on a limb here and say that he's not paying taxes on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's being reported. <laughs> I think the government has no no idea where this guy is. That's exactly what I think. Well, between I've, I've learned about a blondie and a red and an Italian. So <laughs> yeah. there's a lot going well, on. That's my here. dad. He, oh, yeah. he doesn't like to call people by their name. So who knows what he's going to come up with for you so if our audience hasn't figured it out if you didn't already know john he's a comedian and i and i didn't i was thinking about saying christian comedian but you're just a comedian who happens to be a christian right uh, yeah I mean, are that, you guys christian duck callers <laughs> well i mean are you just a duck caller a christian exactly that's why i mean which came that? first right we <laughs> talked about the chicken and the egg earlier well the chicken came first al i mean god created yeah. the animals okay so you're saying that well, I solved that riddle for you. Misnomer. All right, I guess it. if I was a if I was a comedian first or a Christian first. I mean, I got say when I was nine, but I was probably doing funny stuff before that. Well, see, that's my question. Uh, you yeah, got I a never large thought about that. You're, you're a southerner. You're from Georgia. Oh yeah. You got a big family. Mm -hmm. We know now there's some uh, Amish in there as yep. well. 
So how, how did you get into com- the comedy world? How does how does well, my that dad was about? a uh, my dad was a preacher. He's a Pentecostal preacher. It's all coming to get Pentecostal yeah. preacher. Uh, yeah. So there's all your material. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, you got some material. Oh, yeah. I have spoken at Pentecostal churches, yeah. and I really like the energy because, you know, I'm an energy guy. Oh, as yeah. Far as the oh, there are a lot of cha- clapping, oh, chanting, yeah. yep. hollering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Running around. Have you ever spoken at a Catholic church? I think I have. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've hit them all. It, it, it was a little, a quieter. little It was a little oh, yeah. more docile. Welcome to. Oh, yeah, a little different. <laughs> yeah. Pentecostal. Well, they'll give you when you fall over when the Holy Spirit, you'll they'll put a blanket on you. So, really? Yeah, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Now, when you fall, when they pray for you and you fall over, then you're in the in the slain in the spirit, and they throw a blanket over you. Huh? Yeah. Well, the group I was with, they started talking about marching around a building seven times, and I right. remember that story. Oh yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna make a run for it in between. <laughs> so I don't know if the actual building they they were fixing to go. Oh, for real? This is yeah. not a Jericho story. <laughs> No, they were going to march around the church building seven times. So hopefully it falls over? They didn't say that. I just, (laughs) after I spoke, that was Then they were going to march. They were really going to march. Maybe they were just doing a drama, a reenactment. Wow. But I thought, well, if, didn't the the building fall in? Yeah, that was what they were, yeah. I saw somebody that named their their son Jericho. I go, well, that's not. That story didn't end well for Jericho. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> it's like Jezebel, right? Yeah, There's certain names yeah. you don't really want. Like it's a Bible name. It's like, yeah, well, it's not one of the good ones. Yeah, that's, yeah. Call him Jerry and call yeah. it a day. <laughs> Jerry. It's short for Jericho. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Well, the, so, so you grew up in this, were you like the funny kid in your family or did, were other? Well, it, Sometimes church, preacher families, I mean, they can be a little bit. Obtuse, yeah, obtuse. It's a good word, <laughs> obtuse. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the preacher, I feel like, when you see, when you you listen to the sermons, and then, but you also know the preacher. You kind of you see the other side of yeah, it. I get you know? it. Yeah. yeah. So if you, like, if you wait a minute, wait. A, yeah. yeah. So if you're a big Duck Dynasty fan, you're like, oh, I love this, and then you meet you guys, you're like, oh, these guys are crazy, like on the inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just joking. Yeah. No, we have a lot of similarities here. <laughs> yeah, same lot, type yeah. thing. Well, right. That's why I like. I spoke at an African American church, and yeah. you know they were Amen, Hallelujah, and then, uh, but a lot of the things they were saying was well, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. So when I asked about it, they said, "Well, that means that he's he's not agreeing with you." Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, and he yeah. wants to catch you on the way out and give you a different version. <laughs> well, oh yeah. Oh, but well, I thought well. I really like that. Oh yeah. I wish we could get that for all Americans. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When he's speaking, some somebody's out there doing a press conference, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> not really, exactly." Not really. Yeah, yeah. So, but I noticed from from watching a lot of your stuff, John, that one is your your self deprecating, which I like. I mean, like you're willing to make fun of yourself and yeah. your family and all that. Which we're the same way, but you're also you kind of. I feel like the 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 funny some of the funniest bits I watched you do were pointing out the absurd. Mm-hmm. And could you're really good at that? And yep. even just your facial expression, somebody you don't have to say anything. Right, yep. exactly. That look right there. That's the one. Yeah. So like uh yeah, if it, it, it like we were at uh, I always tell a story about my uh sister, so they don't do you guys will I don't know what you what side you guys are gonna be on this, but everybody now is with the gentle parenting. We don't you know, we don't hit our children. They're we're encouraging them. Nobody's these kids are out of control. Yeah. yeah. Out of control. Yeah. 
So I said, my, we're at Chili's after church. My nephew's on the ground screaming. No one's, please, we'll do anything. Like, what's your, what's your safe word? Like, <laughs> what, tell us three encouraging things. Take a deep breath. They're calling their therapist. What should we do? One of my sisters is rubbing crystals together. We'll try this way. Yeah. And I'm like, we got to start hitting these kids. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody, if you're in that restaurant, everybody's looking at this. And no one can, that's the beauty of comedy in 2023, is no one can say it out loud. But everyone is thinking it. That's right. Everybody is, th you're like, oh, whether it's about all these things in the culture that everybody has to go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But everybody goes, no. Yeah. Everybody knows the truth. So there's the line of should I be laughing at this? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think everybody thinks that exactly. So they were like, you know, you go to a fast food restaurant and you order, and they're like, "Do you care about children?" And you're like, "Yes." And they're like, "Would you like to donate a dollar to help children?" And you're like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the inside, yeah, yeah. How do they say no, right? Yeah, you can't okay. set me up like that. He's turning. I don't like that he's turning into the Bible right now. <laughs> After he's heard what he said, he goes, mm, "My God, you know, I think this he needs I to hear can this." Confirm it. Yeah, yeah, he's in. <laughs> I, I go into a joke. He starts flipping in his Bible. Yeah. He'll have a verse for it's you. Terrifying. Mm. Well, I'm not saying anything. Just. Mm -hmm. I think his mm. point is though. Now, I mean, America's gotten so sensitive <clears throat> that even just secular comedians they they can't they can't talk about anything yeah, they, yeah. there's no you can't make a joke because somebody's yeah. got your feelings hurt and i mean well, that's, that's really it. what you're pointing yeah. out is the absurdity well people say it must be tough to be a comedian like in 2023 and i say the opposite because comedy by nature of it you have to cross the line yeah you say something you can't normally say that's what makes it funny yeah and the line has been so pulled back you you, you can even say something like that kid don't have a peanut allergy. And that's like wildly inflammatory. Right. Which right. back in the 90s, you had to say something so absurd, wild that would be across the line. Now the line is drawn right here. So all you have to do is like inch over it. And it's like, makes it, I think, I think it makes a comedy I think much you're easier. Exactly. I never thought about that. Much but you're easier. right, which is why the old guys had to be so work so blue and, and you had, had the to. crazy stuff yeah. because you had to kind of put that shocking stuff yeah. out there. But you're right, everything you else. Say nothing. Yeah. Well, think about it. I, I said last night, this is the only time in history where probably not the employees of this place, but you work anywhere and you say something on Twitter, you could get fired. Yeah. Because somebody could say, I don't feel comfortable or, or – and then you could, the, somebody would call your boss and you, it's, you could say something privately, personally, that could take away your livelihood. And that's never happened as long as, since I've been alive. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then everybody feels like they can't say nothing. So then the comedy show is packed. Yeah. Because we all will say it. Well, right. Yeah. So you feel that's why people would laugh at you when you'd be very graphic. Like, because I've heard Phil say from the pulpit, hey, tear their butt up. You know, talking about kids. Well, everybody would uncomfortably laugh. Because they were like, I can't believe he said that. Right. Phil wasn't not... laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't joking. <laughs> He's like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah, he was dead serious. and He wouldn't he, even understand why people are laughing because, yeah, yeah. Which is my biggest problem. Every time I, you know, I give a lot of speeches, do a lot of events. Yeah. But what I've noticed, I've shared this before. If I try to be funny, nobody laughs. Yeah. 
But then I'll say something and everybody will bust out laughing. And then I'm having to retrace what I just said. Yeah, and like, thought, why? why was that funny? Yeah. Because I was not kidding. I'm dead well, serious. I always thought that dad on the show, when I watched the show, I mean, obviously being a part of the family, but sure. the first three years I watched the show, I, I wasn't on the show. But I laughed more at stuff dad did because, like, it was a show. It was a humorous show. It was a funny show. Yeah. But, like, a lot of people were trying to be funny and were. But dad really was just Wasn't. being himself. Yeah. And, but I would laugh at that because it seems so weird the way he would explain things. Same thing yeah. was but when you, when you take a crawfish. Oh, which was a famous scene. A classic scene. And they thought, what Hollywood writer wrote this? She's like, no way. Well, no, nobody wrote it. He explained yeah. sex, sex education with a crawfish. Oh, yeah. To my son and, and my nephew. Right. Yeah, using the crawfish. And he was using terms. <laughs> That you probably, you know, wouldn't use on a TV show. <laughs> but I felt, I mean, I, I fell out of the floor laughing yeah. because it was so funny, but he was just being himself. Yeah. But the bottom line is, if you look at it, people that can laugh at their mistakes or their miscues and all this, sin, death, forgiveness, if you look at all that, the whole bunch this one, this one, that one. Everybody's still married to the woman they married. Yep. So you, you say things are, the children are, are behaving. Mm -hmm. It worked pretty good. Laughing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Discipline, yeah, there's a big discipline. You know, you boys don't want to be doing that, you know. Yeah, you know, if you break a boat paddle by oh killing my. a possum. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. You have to pay because you broke the boat boat, the boat handle. You got you got the coon, you got the cottonmouth, but you don't beat the animals with a boat paddle because you need those boat paddles. So, now the the end you know, things about people the have to deal now, with. Is, this, is that in here? Or is <laughs> now, that, now we're talking yeah, yeah. because now where what happened was they failed. devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and the breaking of bread. You say it's different translation. So this is going to yeah. break out some new material because okay. Phil did a few things uh, questionable in his parenting skills, especially yeah. right in that time period of. Going from one of the worst humans to one of the best via the yeah. Holy Spirit. We but made it, a movie about it. Amen. It was it was bumpy. Yeah, there you and go. so I rebelled against one. Now he had only about three or four rules, and uh, and the top two were awesome. You know, it's don't disrespect your mom. Yep. You know, or you you got a butt whooping. Three licks. Uh, no bloodshed in your fights among the brothers. No bloodshed. That, no so, bloodshed. So if Anything he came in, yeah. Okay. yeah, if you had a little scrap, no bloodshed. Okay. But then he had this one that if you tear up equipment. Like, Perfectly so, good equipment. That so was he gave one. an embellished version of that story just yeah. then where he's like, you know, you broke a boat paddle over an animal. No, there was a cottonmouth fixing to bite me and take my life. I would not be here. Yeah. I grabbed the thing that was closest to me, which yeah. was a boat paddle made in China. That's a key, <laughs> that's a key part of this. <laughs> Can you tell this has been discussed? Oh, yes. Not well ago. made. Yeah, not well. Oh, yeah. I kill the cottonmouth. We should have a party now because I could have died, Still but alive. now I have lived. Yeah. Part of the cost of that was breaking the boat paddle that was made in China. Yeah. So I got my butt tore up. How old were you? I was, what, eight or ten? Yeah, about eight. About. It was during the bumpy years. Oh, yeah. Eight or ten years old, and I thought we were going to have a party, and I told the story, and I got three licks on the 
buttocks for that <laughs> for breaking that paddle because you Dang. you don't break because back then you know we didn't have a lot of money yeah. that was part of our commercial fishing operation had nothing. yeah if you didn't have the paddle you got nothing <laughs> so so then feels like but you would rather have the paddle than you alive yeah is that the message you got exactly so you heard his response was like yeah but you worked you turned out great yeah you're like, whoa. I must have oh, been yeah. right. Yeah. John, you could have been a therapist for this family. You're, you're just yeah. like, totally I feel like good. we've had an intervention. We laugh about it now. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's humorous. All right. So I got to ask you this question. So we had a show. Like early on, we were doing kind of crazy stuff. We were obviously, we were people in the faith community. Yeah. That was our biggest audience. We probably got more grief from our christian oh yeah friends than the yeah. other said so do you get that too or how does yeah, that work because yeah. i just was curious just watching yeah. your stuff and i'm thinking i bet some people are probably oh, yeah. not amused okay <laughs> <laughs> we call it uh the friendly fire exactly you you, you you if you go into battle you expect to be attacked from the other side right, not right, from right. your own people right yeah and there's a lot of uh yeah i mean we i, I we have this show called the uh, first time visitor and we can just go visit all the churches. Every time we were in a new city, we'd go to one. Just Pentecostal. Um, we went to a black church. We went to a Latino church. We went to a cowboy church because I was raised in one. And then I was like, well, I want to see what all the other, I don't even know what they do in there. Yeah. And, and on the way down here, from my hotel to here, we probably passed 40. Oh, yeah. 40. Oh, at least. At right? least. Yeah. And so why did those start? Somebody in there goes, Well, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that they're making casseroles or that, that uh, Cheryl can wear jeans now and not a skirt. So we're going. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going right. next door. That's right. They go next door a couple of years and somebody goes, Well, we want to start having a drum set in here and they won't let us. So we're going next door. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then we, and then I think that I've said this all the time. I think a local church is our only hope. For this country, I don't want to get too, but I think the local church is our own, but we're so, the ones we pass hate the other ones that's it. because for some reason that's probably superficial. Yep. So, you know, we, in my we, jokes. We seriously take them seriously. We yeah. love them all. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, we joke about it. I, I feel the same way. You know, feel, yeah, the biggest life changing moment for me is when we did become famous, and since we weren't narrowed narrowed down to a specific group, yeah, and but we were in a cultural secular setting, yeah, they just everybody claimed us, yeah, which is why when you ask yeah. me, have you been a Catholic church? Yep, you've been everybody claimed you. it, It's like the Amish claimed you. Amish claim, which is why I went. I thought this <laughs> yeah. is cool, and yeah. we had a fantastic time. What do they I mean, pay you in livestock? You know, we talked about that because I, what I said, <laughs> they paid us in cheese. I think I actually asked for one of those tractors. <laughs> they had these old tractors. I was like, well, can we just not pay me? Yeah, give me one of those. these tractors. And he's yeah. like, we're not giving you one of those tractors. Yeah. You, we'll give you a little money. They called yeah. it a love offering and you can go buy your own tractor. <laughs> it was fun because yeah. I was kidding, but they weren't. Yeah, so, uh, there was where the humor was. So every everybody adopt. I feel like that's the same because we do. Like, there's a lot of like. I mean, there's everybody in the show, and Brian Regan talks about that a lot. He goes, he goes. I did three weeks in Salt Lake City. He goes, the Mormons, they love me. He goes, I never said I was Mormon or anything, but they values wise, they kind of line up. And he's like, I've been out there. He's exactly. like. 
Well, what I just concluded is that there's way more in common in yeah. these churches than what we have yeah. different. And the bottom line is we kind of focus on Jesus. And, yeah. you know, people, they, I mean, there's a reason why why Jesus is who he is. I mean, everything about it is good. So it's been pretty amazing to yeah. learn that. So I, I kind of convicted myself, too, by also thinking that, oh, you know, they're different from yeah. me in, in something. So I mean, the, the Amish have a, uh, they don't. If you're, I'm trying to get this right. If you're single or if you're married, they cut the uh, like the Abe Lincoln beard, and if you have a mustache, that means you're married, or that might mean you're single. And then when you cut it off, that means you're married. So even you'd be, this mustache was not going to work. <laughs> According to the Amish, you're not going to heaven with that. But <laughs> nobody listen. said a word when yeah, I was yeah. up there. I, I realized that the, all the different looks, and I was making yeah. a few jokes on the way up there. You know, yeah. I was like, it's like a starter beard. You got the psychiatrist <laughs> look, you know. I didn't realize yeah. this means something oh, to yeah. them till somebody finally took me to the side and said, quit making fun of their beards. Oh, that, yeah. that's they don't a, like that. That's a symbol of which group they're yeah. with. Well, the, in the, uh, like the Pentecostal community, and they, a lot of them come to my shows, is they don't, the women uh, don't cut their hair ever and don't wear any makeup. Mm -hmm. So you could, I could recognize if I was out, I would, that's a Pentecostal, and same with the Amish. Some of them have uh, dress or look that is very uh, synonymous with their, I would say religion, but with their denomination. Right. right. Which is, if you're going to commit to doing that, you have to, like, every, all all of them have their own unique kind of yeah. appearance. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to say, well, what? You were running late, but I'm glad you made it. Would <laughs> <No. laughs> that be too well, far? Yeah. Well, we do it. We do a portion in our show. I go, raise your hand if you started off one denomination and you are now a different denomination, and you have half the audience raise their hand. Yeah. Wow. And then I go, which would you start? And they go, we started Catholic. And I go, what are you now? They're like now we're Methodist, or we started Presbyterian, and now we're Church of Christ, or yeah. And then you probably have some people that. Or the opposite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Started out Methodist, and now you're Baptist. I go, you went backwards? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all, I mean, I feel like everybody's, if, if you, it's similar to you guys that you go, well, if he, quote, let's say, oversteps the bounds of their religious practice, that they would know, they're like, well, we know y'all's heart, right? Yeah. They're like, well, well, I know they're good guys, and I know they're... Yeah. They want what's best, and if they have messed up or gone astray, that that they're not proud of that or something. Exactly. Think of the best of y'all. Yeah, well, it's kind of like you, you're right, and I thought the same thing. We're we're very similar in what we do because, like, this setting that we do is sort of outside of a church, any particular church group. Yeah, but we do Bible study here, so obviously yeah. we're talking about the Bible. But then we also do humor and jokes, sure. yeah. and it's kind of like you. You're it's almost you ascend above. A particular thing, then you can yeah. talk about everything. Do whatever you want. That's yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Well, there's a reason I'm wearing this shirt that says I could be wrong. be wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> in the in our last few minutes, John, I wanted to you like us have been very open uh, about struggles. Sure, absolutely. Uh, which we've done the same thing. Like yeah. we when we got out there, I think most time people are in the public eye. When you're talking about from a, you know, 
I guess from a worldly perspective, it's like the last thing you want people to know mm-hmm. are your flaws and your mistakes. Absolutely. And so that's why everything's so secretive and TMZ is in business to oh, yeah. expose those flaws. Yeah. But like us, you've been open about it. Yeah. I mean, how, how has that been in terms of response to people, to you personally? Have you seen more grace? Yeah. Have you seen more judgment? Oh, man. I mean, every, everything I've been through in my own personal life, I've told uh, – was I telling this the other day? In my in my kind of darkest days, you know, I've been um, November sixth of this year. I just celebrated four years sober, yeah, which is a miracle, man. Yeah. And I say it a lot of times, like publicly, you know, people on Twitter, same with you guys, probably experience the same, just crushing you publicly. Yeah, right. But privately, I say to a lot of people, it's like the the, the whatever you want to call them the body of Christ or the yeah. community of believers has led mostly by my family has kept me on earth. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. That people publicly you get on the internet, you could search all kind of horrific things about oh. everyone sitting here. Yeah. yeah. And then privately people never felt more care and more love when I was at my darkest. And that's a shame about the Christian community that a lot of people think, oh man, like friendly fire like you said the yeah. christian community has turned on you or the you did the i was like i mean maybe publicly but privately yeah the farthest that's the farthest from the truth and i wish uh, uh, other there's a lot of people that have been you know you come in church your whole life and then you get divorced and they kind of kick you to the curb yeah. or you, you know there's a lot yeah. you, you have drinking alcohol and they say you can't there's a lot of people yeah, that have sir, been can't do that yeah that's a bummer because i've i've felt uh I felt the opposite, and it's 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 insecure on our part that we you know someone gets divorced, and like I was I always tell the story when I was a kid, you know we grew up very legalistic, and this girl in our we were like you know no sex till marriage, and you know anything sexual is wrong outside of, and this girl I remember, I mean I was probably sixteen in our church got pregnant, and I stopped being friends with her. Because I didn't want to be seen with her. Yeah. Because she was, because of the way this church was set up, a, made a mistake. She was not married, and it was evident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I probably a couple years ago, I found her on Facebook, and I go, I just want to say that I'm so sorry for that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. that, but that was that was the best that I knew. Yeah. Based on what I had learned about my now, my faith is. Obviously, much stronger than that. That this being seen with someone who it was not an indictment on me. But well, you it's, know, it's, it's funny because this podcast is called Unashamed, and so it's typically thought of. Yeah, we're not ashamed of our faith. We're going to be bold. We're going to be strong. But you know, not being ashamed is taking away shame. Yeah, which is, that, what, yeah, part which of it. is what Jesus does. Yeah. and you're right. I mean, I, I think it's sometimes easy for people to get in the shaming business when yeah. Jesus says, man, I, I'm not ashamed to call you my yeah. brother and my sister and my family, yeah. my true family, which is part of it. But that, I just, that was one of the things I observed about you, which I appreciate. Yeah. Well, it's like the, uh, you probably haven't seen it, but you ever seen the movie eight mile? I have not. <laughs> I live in the woods. It's about, uh, yeah, yeah, it's about, uh, it's about, a, it's like a rapper about, and then, you know, you, you, rap talk about the other guy and, and trash him for all his secrets and in yeah. the last scene of the movie he goes first and he tells all of his yeah he speaks and then the other guy has no ammunition 
So he goes, I'm going to get him on this. I'm going to get him on this. And then, oh, I see. And then he, he, he does like his rap first. And he exposes. He, he goes, I am this. I am this. I am this. I am this. And then the other guy goes, okay. got nothing to say. Right. And that's, I think, a lot of if you're like, dude, no one, any Christian or any anybody that there was a girl actually in our show on, let's see, Thursday, we were in San Antonio, Texas. The girl got, are we in Austin, Texas? girl got kicked out she was drinking too much she's carrying on and making a huge scene in the show and everybody's like get you know she got kicked out and the cops were there and it was all and i go hey we're not here to yeah shame her or or look down upon her think we're better than her i every, i'm i'm sober but yeah a day at a time one right. i'm not i'm one decision away from and i think anybody that has a past right. or has Made a bunch of horrific choices yeah. is not is not looking down on anybody. They came and looked at some horrific things, and my family members, sons, daughters, said, "Dad, we ought to make a movie when you, before you repented and turned to God, when you were at your worst." I said. Let me think on that one a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought on it. I said, go for it. Yeah. So they, and by the way, it went ballistic. Of course it did. And the reason yeah. why is because people find hope in that. And the stories yeah. now we get back from life changes, mm -hmm. the same thing you did. We always, I, I never connected to the eight mile, but I love that because what we said was, if you just tell your stuff, it it keeps the evil one from springing the trap on you. Yeah, because you're already out there. And then you know, yeah, and you're willing to admit that. Yeah. Well, we're out of time, man. That went fast, which meant it meant uh, it was good, John. So yeah. when every go, head bowed and every eye closed. <laughs> Is that where the this ends or no? <laughs> That's how we're gonna close. Uh, appreciate having you on the podcast. Absolutely, you're man. about to go and do the duck call room, Jason. Any last second advice for him? As chaotic as this was, <laughs> you might not have to figure out a way to buckle yourself yeah. in the seat so there's no bibles over there no Bibles. well they brought i think they it was a guilty conscience at the <laughs> end uh martin said Jace, get a why don't you read us a bible verse yeah, if, and i think it was more just asking for grace and repentance over what had just happened amen but, uh probably so do you have any messages that you want me to tell them uh are you guys rivals the rival podcast. We're kind of like sister podcast. Oh yeah. So I guess we're not really rivals, but ours yeah, is but ours is better. So <laughs> yeah, I'll tell them that. I'll yeah, tell them more tell like them cousins, Al. But it's kind of yeah. the cousin that you have trouble getting along with. You know, when you get in close proximity. <laughs> Look, he's flipping again. <laughs> he's flipping <laughs> again. All I know for tell sure. Tell them they need more Bible. All I know for sure. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Amen. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never Failed. There you go. Amen. So well go said, forth, my man, and love him. So check out John. And check out John on YouTube. It. It, you will laugh. You will have a good time. His material is fantastic. So thanks for being on Unashamed, John. Absolutely, it's an honor. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. 
Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.